Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 22 in the book of Romans. I'm going to ask you to do something today that I can't believe I'm going to ask you to do, which is to name it and claim it. So we're going to look at a passage about Abraham that's quoted about Abraham that is now brought into the New Testament and basically says, Paul says, this verse is for you and I want you to claim it just like Abraham did. So batten down the hatches. Here we go. This is from Romans chapter 4, the last paragraph in Romans chapter 4. And he's talking about the faith of Abraham. That's what the, the big topic is, is what kind of faith does he have? And that's what we're supposed to get, going to be claiming here at the end of this. So verse 16, that is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise, and we learned yesterday the promise was mostly of the person, in order the relationship with God, the person of God, the promises, the person of God. That is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, to those who name it and claim it. Not only the adherent of the law, but also to those who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So sharing the faith of Abraham, that's a big theme of this. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom I believed. And then he describes two unique characteristics of God, who gives life to the dead, that is, he resurrects, and calls into existence the things that do not exist. So he's a creator, ex nihilo, creates out of nothing. Verse 18, in hope he believed against hope, that he should become the father of many nations, as he had been told, so shall your offspring be. So let me pause here. This is at the end of verse 18. This is about Abraham. So there is this promise that's out there, which is the person of God. The covenant, There's a covenant between Abraham and God. Primarily it involves a person, also involves a place, land, and a people. That is a heritage, and, that's who, that, and we're in the train of that here uh, today. So there's something available to his offspring that was also available to Abraham, and we're sort of in this long train of this. So we're going to claim today the promises of Abraham because we want the person that Abraham got. So we want the faith that Abraham had, so he, we get the covenant that Abraham got, which is the person of God primarily. So we want this intimacy, this person. Uh, we want to claim the, the promise where the Lord says to Abraham, hey, primarily you get me. I am your reward. So to, we'll share in his faith. We'll share in the guarantee. And we'll get to get the promise, which is the person of God. So Abraham is believing um, against hope, which means to hope when there is no hope. So he applies his confidence in God to circumstances that appeared hopeless. That could be Lot's rescue, uh, the functioning of his 100-year-old body, the really long gap between the promise and the fulfillment, the nation building. There's all kinds of things that Abraham had to hope in. <coughs> Excuse me. So what kind of faith does Abraham uh, had? Or what kind of faith does Abraham have? 
In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations, verse 18. As he had been told, so shall your offspring be, verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distress made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. All right, so uh, first a little note to my 100-year-old listeners. Uh, You're supposed to be hoping in the Lord. You're supposed to have the faith of Abraham, and don't use your age as an excuse, because Abraham didn't. Have your faith be growing stronger. In a sense, you should be way more faithful and stronger than you ever have been. You should be the pillars of the church. So you should have a growing faith. So we're look at some of the characteristics of Abraham's faith. It's a, uh, There shouldn't be any distrust, no wavering, bigger than last year, fully convinced. And the, the, the faith that we're supposed to have should be inordinately strong, unexplainably strong, unexpectedly strong, unwaveringly strong. All right, and then who is this faith for? So this is la-di-da. This is about a guy from a long time ago, 4,500 years ago. Abraham, no. Here it comes home here in verse 22. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. So that's great for Abraham. Verse 23. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone. Like what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Verse 24, but for ours also. Here's where we name it and claim it. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised him from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So verse 23 and verse 24 say, I think you should be naming and claiming this particular scripture. This is a verse, this verse should be your life verse, or at least it should be a verse in your life that gives life to your faith. It He's saying here, this passage, this line about he believed, Abraham believed the Lord, and he counted to him as righteousness, can be literally applied to us. It's a verse that can give life to us. It's a, He says this verse isn't just for Abraham, it's exactly your verse. It's exactly my verse. So so I can fill in the blank and say, and he, uh, Michael, believed the Lord, and he, the Lord, counted it to Michael as righteousness. It's like, what? This is, I mean, I think that's what this verse is saying. So you are, I agree, you're an incredibly imperfect person. You don't deserve righteousness and justice. You, But however, the Lord sent a sacrifice, a rescue, and uh, he wants to, in, in himself, be just and be the justifier. So he figured this out. He wrote this verse in Genesis 15, 6, but he didn't write it just for Abraham. He writes it for our sake so that we can name it and claim it. This verse is a verse that gives life, and it can give life to us. So we're centering around Abraham's faith. It should be growing faith. It should be inordinately strong. It should be unexplainable. It should have no distress. It shouldn't It shouldn't waver. And why? So my summary word is unrattleable. It should be an unrattleable faith. And what is this? This is a verse 
that was for Abraham, but now he says this is a verse that can be ours also. It's not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. What's the verse? And he believed the Lord, and it counted to him as righteousness. Let's do that today. Let's believe in the Lord. Let's have the faith of Abraham. Thanks for listening.